Random Acts of Tangent. I'm Adam. I'm joined by the Cowboy. Hello, hello. And also by Rex. What's up? Now, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Halloween just because it just passed and it's always fun. Uh, did you guys dress up as anything for Halloween? Just had a uh, bunk Halloween party that didn't start till about 10.30 at night. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I got the invitation for that. It started at 6. The invitation yeah, yeah. said. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, I showed up at 9.30. There was like four of us. Yeah. And then uh, eventually people started showing up. Then and it ended up being 25? Yeah. <laughs> By 1 o'clock, that place was packed. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude, I'm so, I feel so bad. I shouldn't have went. <laughs> no, he, he tricked out his garage. It's beautiful. It had the neon lights all over the place. Even my beer pong table had a costume. Yes. The beer pong table Ooh. was dressed as uh, Tron. Tron. Oh, very nice. He's got cool. the, the neon tape on it, so it glowed, glowed in different colors. Like the, I love the new version of Tron. The, oh, my God. With I Doc finally saw Punk. it. Very good. End of the line. Best song on the soundtrack. All right. I don't remember Definitely. the soundtrack. But. I don't no. know. D-Rez is kind of cool. <laughs> D-Rez is good. I just I, I dig the whole end of the line. It sounded a lot more industrial. All right. Yeah. Well, so you were as a Jedi, right? Yes, I was Obi Wan Kenobi. Right, a legit costume, by the way. Absolutely, it was, it was thank you. All homemade, right? Yes, it's yes. The best, my, the best kind of costumes to make I, is homemade. I, I, were you yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi, or were you Obi Wan? I, I was Obi Wan Kenobi from the very first one, the the new first one, not the episode one. Yeah. Episode one. Okay. If okay. if you look at uh, the the guy, I Second can't remember his one. name. No, no, the first first one. <laughs> so well, episode the second four. <laughs> Episode one. Episode one, uh, which is the second first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. anyway, I, I, I was Obi-Wan from that, and <laughs> I, I came up with that because my sister-in-law said, you look exactly like that when I put the the, the okay. cloak and, yeah, the and everything on. I, I see that. Yeah. But in the second and third one, he had a beard, and I'm Dutch. I can't grow facial hair, so uh, that wasn't going to help. It's okay. I get LASIK. No, <laughs> I, was, uh, I always knew that. Yes. Yeah, uh, Halloween's actually the only time of year that I, I do shave. So I, I, I shave, and this this stubble you see here is a week of growing. I understand. Oh, wow. Hey, by, by the way, how, how did you place? I didn't place because oh. of the racist people at my job. Uh, what? Well, they don't, they don't know Scarecrow. They, I thought that you win every year because all the people in the back of the house yes, but, vote for you. But I'm in the office, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Somebody else from the warehouse dressed up. Oh, they did they win? Yeah, they won. Oh, uh, but I mean, it was a decent costume. He was uh, Michael Jackson post mortem. Okay, he had the he had his brain. Sh- Although it was a little weird because he was like Michael Jackson got <laughs> murdered, where he was like bloody, and he had his. Well, could have just exposed. been like Thriller. Like in Thriller, yeah. he plays the dead kind of corpse. Right, no, guy. but he was like, uh, I just got injected with ibuprofen all, and um, now somehow my head got exposed, and I'm bloody all over my shirt. I don't understand. It was it was I didn't understand the costume, but because he's in the back, he got the most votes, and I'm not bitter about it. But you all. are bitter about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was the scarecrow this year. Not a very crazy costume, but uh, it was all homemade. I, I enjoyed it. it burlap sacks and all nice. that good stuff. Uh, Halloween's become one of my favorite uh, seasons or favorite holidays yes, very uh, of the year because you know it, it gives you that opportunity to get creative and and do something you can't normally do uh, on a daily basis. Right. You know? Exactly. You that's, why, that's why. Out I of reality, you know. I guess that's why I'm kind of over it. Because you're like that all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I get that vibe. Yeah. So did you dress up at all? No. Nothing? Did you go to parties at least? I'm me. Well, obviously me. he didn't because he didn't come to my party. <laughs> I'm oh. me oh. and I did, uh, you know, like a bump off of a stripper's ass, but that's right. like a normal day for me. <laughs> so I, that's, I guess what I'm saying is like I'm over Halloween because like most people use it as an opportunity to be something that they want to be besides themselves. Whereas I'm always that person. I just showed my my alter personality. I am really a Jedi Knight. 
<laughs> you really? Oh, I, I, I guess <laughs> I'm just awesome all the time. So closet full of cloaks. This guy. Well, it's it's, it's kind of like how we talked about me being drunk, right? Inhibitions, no inhibitions. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. I got oh. a, I got a coat for everything. I did. I did throw my boss off though, because on Halloween she was like, everybody can dress up in the office. Okay. And I come in, I just, I'm dressed normal how I typically am. Okay. And she goes, Well, Robert, what are you for Halloween? I go. I'm a serial killer. We look just like everyone else. Wow. <laughs> and, she, and she and she just kind of looks at me like, uh, uh, <laughs> and it's great too because if you know my boss, she's very well composed. She works with attorneys and judges all day, so she she's not. It's not very easy to throw a wrench in that kind of like driven personality. Yeah. But she was just told that I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> she should pull that Fight Club line. Like, this, I, I'm the kind of person that would stalk from office to office with an M141 carbine shooting people and just go crazy, like, just stare at her the entire time. No, you, you didn't say you were the... He didn't say I'm the type of person. He said... Maybe I think, this is. Yeah. I think what you should be is concerned because the kind of person that would write a memo like that, right. it might also be <laughs> the same kind of person that would go from office to office with a semi gas powered automatic yeah. rifle pumping <laughs> round, round after, after round. round. <laughs> yeah. Colleagues and coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that'd be scary shit. <laughs> maybe just, you shouldn't pay so much attention to every single fax that you yeah. get out of the machine. Bring me every little piece of trash you find to pick up. Yeah. Something. <laughs> back, back to the party. Though Adam and I were up, <clears throat> excuse me, we're up till about five thirty in the morning. That's the last and, and time I remember seeing the clock. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it was about five thirty. I was morning. joking about doing coke. You guys actually, were, <laughs> no, we were actually <laughs> drinking yeah. uh, coke. But <laughs> anyway, we, we were up till five thirty in the morning. But we are reigning champions in the beer pong table. It's true. Uh, we were not beaten. Well, we were beaten once. We had a, a tiebreaker uh, the last game of the night, which the uh, my brother in laws is who we were playing against, and uh, which was also a Jedi, but like a, a crazy Jedi, yeah, from yeah. another planet. He painted his whole body blue, what? Like shirtless, blue all over the place with the Jedi robe and everything. Yeah, that's cool. It was pretty, it was pretty nice. It was pretty interesting, but uh, we, we just showed him that you know the older uh, beer pong folk yeah. can prevail. Seasoned and, veterans, uh, you know they they cannot <laughs> handle us. Seasoned veterans, you know, the force is strong with the you. force <laughs> is strong. In this one. Yes, absolutely. That glow in the dark cups and everything. Everything was dark. It was really hard. It w- wasn't like playing beer pong any other time. Yeah, because everything's glowing. It's all. The Black lights drink, everywhere. The so. balls are all like four of them going into five different cups. They're like, what? Yeah. That's kind of like a sexual fantasy I have. <laughs> like I always wanted to have sex under blacklight and get a blow-in-the-dark condom and then just pretend <laughs> like I'm E.T. Like oh. with my dick glowing at the end and and then just like having sex with somebody. Is that kind of weird? Right, yeah, and then eventually she has to phone home yeah. to uh, get a ride or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she's got a phone home. Yeah, there's a couple stories about Halloween that came out. This was a little, uh, little gruesome, but you know the the, the the houses, the haunted mansions, whatever everybody always has. In fact, Maestro was part of one. He mm-hmm. was he, he dressed up and he was scaring the shit out of little children. Yeah, no, this uh, a 17 year old girl. She was unidentified because of her age. I guess if you're under 18, they can't release your name to the public in any stories. Yeah, only on Megan's Law. Right. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but uh, she was found hanging with her neck in a noose uh, by a maintenance worker. Oh, no. Uh, this, and this, this is what happened. She was working in a bathroom horror scene, one of the several attractions in the facility. She yeah. apparently slipped off a tub and got caught in the noose. No. She's alive. She's not dead. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she, she was found not breathing, and uh, they quickly cut the rope, and she was revived. I, I don't know how long she was hanging there, yeah, but yeah. to me, I feel like 
That's death. You get, you're on a noose. You're dead. Maybe she's not dead. Maybe she's like a vampire. Well, no, it, actually, <laughs> it, it, from, from from what I what I could recall from watching stupid shows that I've watched before, uh, it depends on where the actual rope is is, is positioned on the neck. Oh, is that right? Yeah, uh, it, it could asphyxiate you. What's the word? Asphyxiate. Asphyxiate you. Spelled weird. Yeah, that's a big it, word. It, that's okay, a big word say, for this redneck. Here, here. It, it here could. It could. Re, uh, it could cut off the air or the blood. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad. That's way. really okay. just the two big differences. Yeah, it, it, it could cut it off, but not, not necessarily kill you. But back in the old days, when they hung people, when when they you know the trap door opens up, it basically it did that and it snapped your neck. Right, that's yeah. what kills you. The, the that's what snap. kills you is, right. is the combination. So she, she probably was in a, in a situation where I don't know if she was mocking the whole you know like pretending she was in a noose and hanging there, maybe slipped and actually did hmm. uh, uh, put the weight of, of her body. Uh, underneath her neck and probably just suffocated herself basically so that, uh, that's such a stupid thing though because anybody like my immediate immediate thought if i was gonna fake a scene like that where somebody was hanging from a rope was would be let's get some rock climbing gear in here okay. and then put it under their clothes and then put uh, yes. a harness from the rock climbing gear to the rope right be, where nobody can see and then and then have the noose around. Her well, why why do we even got to go that sophisticated? Why not just staple gun the damn rope to the ceiling so that way if any so pressure does put on pressure, it, it's going to yeah, come yeah, down. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. Or you put a lemon wedge in your mouth. What? And um no. Is this a gay fantasy of yours or No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing people that do the uh autoerotic fix- dick. No, no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> legitimately. People that do the autoerotic asphyxiation thing where they hang themselves, uh-huh. where like they tighten a belt around their neck to like suffocate themselves as they're like jerking off to heighten the experience. Yeah, yeah, in excess. Yeah, they'll, they'll put a, a wedge of lemon in their mouth to bite down to wake them up right before they're about to pass out. The, the, the shock of citrus, it kind of brings them back to in order to be like, okay, now loosen it. What? Uh, yes, that's the thing. Why are you an expert? I've heard stories. <laughs> uh, I've watched these TV shows where the people. Of are course, really you have. Yeah. Well, anyway, fantastic. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yes, uh, <laughs> this is totally a Stewie moment. Uh, <laughs> I watched ex- TV episodes with the special thing and the thing with the lemon. I know sometimes. All right, uh, another. Uh, this is a, a dumb guy here out of Pennsylvania. How's that novel you're writing, Brian? Yes, no- <laughs> got some characters? Got some main mm-hmm. plot objectives? Yes. A little good, a little bad. Good character development. Becomes richer for the experience. <laughs> All right. <no. laughs> so Transylvania, you yeah, were no, saying? Just out of Pennsylvania. Uh, this is uh, Pennsylvania or Transylvania? Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, a, a man wearing a jail inmate costume was arrested on weapons charge he like just got out of jail and he was doing all this crazy shit and he dressed as an inmate for Halloween. Okay. And then got arrested because he was uh, carrying a gun or something. A gun? Yeah. Uh, police were, uh, they were called to the house because it was a disturbance. And the police arrested the man who fought off officers apparently. And uh, he was he was holding a handgun. But he was dressed as an inmate. Like with the whole, the stripe, the black and white striped suit, whatever. Yeah, and uh, he—I guess—they didn't give him a change of clothes. He wore the exact same outfit to his trial. Yeah, do 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 when you're going on trial and you're in a jumpsuit, a jail jumpsuit. Are, are they black and white still? Aren't they usually like bright orange? Yeah, orange no, it's a bright, or bright, bright yeah. yellow. Yeah, this guy was like the Hamburglar. Baby blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just pink because inmates can't. No, that's 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 uh, Sheriff 
Sheriff Joe uh, in Arizona yeah. makes Dora the uh, inmate. Yeah, oh, Jar Pai makes him wear pink underwear. It's yeah. awesome. Just a little extra demoralization for the inmates. Yeah. Love, love it. it. That's the same guy that put the uh, the mug shots on the website. I love that yes, guy. That yes. awesome. And we had the Dick Tracy episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had the episode of the podcast where like sometimes you look at people who have broken the law and they like they look like criminals. And I don't know what you think looks like a criminal, but you'll know because these motherfuckers look like Dick Tracy villains. Absolutely. Like they do. Have you ever watched the mugshots? Oh yeah. There's some yeah. dudes on there that are just like, like they just, it's crazy yeah. how, just yeah. how criminal they look. C- certain yeah. criminals have a distinct look. For instance, there's a guy at my Halloween party that's, uh, uh, uh I let him borrow my, uh, my old, uh, uh-huh. Lieutenant Dangle costume, <laughs> uh, from Reno 911. <laughs> Um, yeah. which, which I, I loved that costume. Nailed it, by I the way. Kept it. Yeah, he, he nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> but, you know, the next morning we woke up and everybody's waiting. He's got this mustache and he had to pencil it in a little bit because he didn't grow <laughs> a thick enough mustache. But he's like, you know, I really, really want to grow a mustache now. He's going to take him a while. But the way it looked that morning, he looked like it was a pedophile mustache. Oh, basically. I yeah. love how you call it that too. And, and, and it was just like, dude, you look like you belong on Megan's Law with that mustache, you know? <laughs> you and, do. and, and, uh, I was like, I don't think you want to grow that mustache, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's the pedophile mustache, not quite the porn star mustache, you know? Um, it's a very big difference. It's a fine line. It's, it's, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. There's a similarity, <laughs> but there's it's a fine a, line, but there's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. The size of the cock makes the big difference, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I told him, I said, no, you got to shave that stuff off because you know i you know i just d- didn't think we need to have a show one of these days that is just basically the megan's law drinking game and that's it for, <laughs> for an hour for an hour you can play with us it'll be live show it'll be like a live up. show with a bunch of people and we'll even give you like geo coordinates of all the people that we're clicking on and you could play along with us. And every 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 pedophile or every person on that website that has a mustache and is old you have to take a shot or what? No, 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 no. The oh, way you have to nail the crime. Yeah, yeah. The way ah, this is the okay. way it works. The, <laughs> we okay. First of all, we were checking Megan's all me and Adam uh, legitimately pastime for, for, for legit. No, for legitimate reasons. Okay. Concerned for our well-being. Concerned uh, for for that's make sure you're not on there well, yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was it was concerned for for Adam's daughter. Right. That's really what it was. That's a legitimate reason. Yes, I've checked my was. neighborhood to be yes, honest with you exactly. guys. Exactly. So 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 I don't have one within three and a half miles. It stemmed. From from a a uh, good start, it was because a good start. Because what you were saying yes. is exactly right. People have a look about them, and that's what the whole game is based on. Yes, you take a look at the picture, yes. and you have to guess what their sexual crime was. That's what it turned into. Because we were drinking this <laughs> whole time. Most of them is lewd and lascivious we, act with a minor under fourteen, right? It, well, you would think. <laughs> yes. There's some creative you keep ass guessing charges. that, and you're gonna take a lot of shots, my friend. Okay. Now, how are we gonna regulate this with our uh, live audience, though? We'll find a way. <laughs> we're not gonna be there. We're not gonna be there to force them to take a shot. We're just gonna be getting drunk. So on it's the like air. it's like beer pong. You can't lose. You, you yeah. Just, we'll, we'll have a bingo punch card for yeah. the uh, based on the pedophile, the yes. race. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll set up some baselines as long as we don't get into the area of Long Beach because yeah, <laughs> it's riddled with those. Uh, is that right? You, you get, when you get a chance, go on the Megan's Law website and look in Long Beach. And, and, and if you pan out, it's just one big red dot. 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then when you zoom in, it's like a thousand red dots. But yeah. that's, that's fine. I mean, the, the game isn't about like the how many people are closely pro- like within an area. It's just basically looking at a face and trying to correlate that face right. with the crime. Yeah. And if you can do that, you're good. But if you guess wrong, I'm gonna be drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll work we'll this out. We'll, 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 we'll come up with rules. some good rules. We'll yeah. come up with some good rules. <laughs> we'll get it together. But uh, moving on from Halloween, and uh, are we gonna move on? Kind of Hol- Halloween. Right? Are you done? What do you, no. you got to say? Got nah, I, I, you know, I had a story in in my mind. Uh, these two kids, right? Oh wait, well, before, before we move on too far. Okay, you're talking about uh, uh, Officer Dangle. This is great. At the yes. party, he was in the middle of the street with his flashlight. Uh-huh. The cars would speed by, like, flash the light up. Hey, slow down. Slow down. You. <laughs> <laughs> he actually got a couple honks as people like were driving by. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, uh, not to toot my own horn, me and my brother-in-law, we were trying to coordinate. The, we're geeks. Uh, trying to coordinate this whole uh, choreographed fight scene with the lightsabers. Oh. And we actually got, like, six or seven moves into it. And, and as we got later on in the night and we got more drunk and drunk and drunk, uh, he hit my hand really hard. Bastard. Uh, and, and, and it bruised my bruised my knuckle there for a little bit, but uh, I I forgive him. Did he but, break uh, it? No, he did not break it. I just like jammed my 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 knuckle a little bit, you know. Kinda, At least he didn't but, take your fingers straight off. Like I I, I didn't feel it that night, you know. Oh. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt anything because because you know the lightsaber would have cauterized. The, That's true. Uh, the, that the happened. End. That happened with me and Adam one night because I was teaching him how to throw somebody like judo style. All uh-huh. oh, right, the hip and toss. Y- I don't know if it was a hip toss no. or what it was, but I t- it was teaching you how to throw, and it was basically like you you pelvic thrust, and then you 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 can easily you did throw the pelvic thrust in a certain position. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's ET's the dick. Thrust. Now my point, but, but it drives you insane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you said it's pelvic thrust. Jump to, to the left. left. Exactly. You know, drama. Yeah, gets. Shake to the right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. But yeah, he did this, and I I was showing him, and we were all like wasted. But then he. He ended up throwing me into the wall right here. <laughs> and my shin hit the wall like uber hard, like just stupid hard. And and I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm drunk. I can't feel shit. But as, as soon as everybody wasn't looking, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like my shin is dented now. Well, I was lucky. I'm like was, a Muay Thai fighter. I, I was lucky it was my left hand because my beer pong throwing hand is my right. So oh, the beer did, pong throwing hand is it right. It didn't yeah. hurt me. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah, beer yeah. pong is what you're concerned about with the right hand. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to talk about a story, a <laughs> Halloween story. story that, yes. Now we got off dangle. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I heard a story about uh, two kids uh, that were dressed up and they took their grandfather's guns. Oh, um, and no. uh, they they had him with them, and they went up to uh, a neighbor's house, and um, the the neighbor said something to the boys, uh, uh, joking with them or something like that. Oh, I'm gonna take all your candy because I guess they were acting rude or something like that to this lady. Okay. And uh, anyway, they said no, you're not, and they pulled the guns out on her. Okay, and they, they're real guns, you know, that they pulled out on her. But I don't think they really knew this lady because this lady recognized them and oh. turned them in. Dude. And uh, these, these uh, I don't know if they were 14-year-old kids or, or whatever, you know, they got uh, the cops a little knock on the door, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's when uh, mom and dad or grandparents found out that they took the guns out there. Just act like stupid idiots, you know. I mean, I, I never thought of doing something like that when I was a kid. I did a lot of other stupid things. but yeah. Well, it could have been a lot worse. They could have killed the lady. Oh, absolutely. They could have shot her, you yeah. know. But uh, that was a brief story I heard just going Shut back up. to uh, Halloween stuff. So, <laughs> But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's move along with it. I just said... So off from Halloween onto um this is Michael Jackson news. If you don't know I thought about we, this, I thought we were getting off of Halloween. 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to do that. Yeah, but the Conrad Murray trial is over, and he has been... It was over before it started. You think so? I, I Hell yeah, uh, they were looking for a scapegoat. Absolutely. Scapegoat. I, the, the story changed so many times yeah, of throughout course, the whole thing. The pop icon that everybody loves didn't die because his own fucking mistake. Okay. He obviously died because of somebody else. Because if he did die of his own hand, it would take away from his celebrity. Okay. Everybody wants Michael Jackson to die because of somebody else, and I not think because of himself. That's where you get a lot of these conspiracy theorists out there. Well, what happened? You know, like all these big celebrities, Beyonce and all this, they belong to this group or something that in order to get this fame status and keep it and continue the further uh, development of your uh, career and everything, you got to belong to this group. And uh, apparently Michael Jackson didn't want to belong to this group, so they kind of took him out or something like that. I've heard something I've like never- that. Never heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. That's I crazy. Just, that's some crackhead. I, I haven't that. heard that, but some I celebrity Freemason type style. Or yeah, what? no, no. I mean, what what I am trying to say is that basically you've seen this happen already. You've seen it happen because Michael Jackson got accused of child molestation. Right, he was, and you. And you I think he was also. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. But I, I believe he was a child molester, just like O.J. Simpson killed. Uh, uh, what's her name? Anna Nicole. Yeah, not no. Anna Nicole Smith. What? That's a different crime, man. <laughs> Golden. Different Golden. generic blonde woman. Sorry, was that, it was so long ago, but uh, you know. Okay, but but basically, I think it's the same phenomena happening. Okay, of course, Michael Jackson isn't a child molester. He's too important to everybody. He's too impactful. He couldn't possibly be. That is everybody's initial thought. Okay. Whenever you hear these these crazy kind of like accusations, you go, "No, not Michael Jackson. Not he, my Michael. Not he, my Michael. Not my Michael. Yeah. He did Thriller. Bullshit. Yeah. Not my He's Michael. My Michael. <laughs> he did Beat It. Whatever. Yeah, so, he beat it. <laughs> I, you know what I mean, though. Like, so in the same way that he kind of got Some off hot milk. on that trial, and 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 they they got him off. You know, the, both <laughs> figuratively and literally. Just full of puns here. Okay. <laughs> But the same way in which he died, of course, not my Michael committed suicide. Not my Michael overdosed on drugs. Not my Michael took too many drugs and then let it get out of hand. No, 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 they're looking for somebody else to blame. Even during the trial, where where it was child molestation, they go. They brought up all these issues about his father and how he was abused and how it wasn't told. It wasn't Uh, his fault and all this stuff. And that stuff really wasn't relevant to anything. But a lot of people took it as substantive, kind of like facts because they go well how how can you really blame this person who lived this way and i would go well (laughs) there's a difference between an excuse and an explanation right you can explain yes maybe he's a child molester because of this but does it excuse him being a child molester? absolutely not no not in any circumstance the crime is a crime regardless of why the reasons are for the crime yes you committed a crime and that's what you're committed yes exactly you've you've crossed a threshold you're done right yeah. Okay. I don't care what your reasons are for murder. You murdered. It's a. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. There's a certain line you cross, and that's it. See now, as far as the whole chimalization thing, I, I, uh, I, I don't. Maybe it's the whole my, not my Michael thing, but I don't know if he did that. I don't. 
I, it just it's it, to me it's almost a non-issue because I, it, whether he did or not, I still like his music. What? His music's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, music I can't listen great. to "Beat It" or yeah. "Thriller" and not feel like I want to do the dance in the yeah. video. You know, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, okay, I love the music. Okay, but a lot of people make good music. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Maybe Hitler was it was great on the accordion. Okay, we don't he did know. Play this. something. He was a good bowler. There we go. Was he? That's why I tell people. I like. I don't give a fuck if I disagree with somebody philosophically. Hitler could have been a riot to drink with. Maybe he killed a little too many Jews, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't have a beer with it's him. Skosh. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and, but there is a problem with making your political decisions based on who you would want to have a beer with, because that's how George Bush got elected. Yeah, uh, right, right, Okay? Right. But wait, wait a second. Did, didn't Barack Obama have a beer with a couple guys when he first got in? Because of... Uh, Racist yeah. shit. Yeah. No, nah, that, that, that was political <laughs> But did Michelle Obama jump on his case for drinking a beer? Because that's not good for you. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Is, know. It, is it good or bad for your political career if your wife jumps on you for drinking? I don't know. Oh, she jumped right. on him for smoking. Giggity, giggity. Oh, that right. And yeah, he was a smoker. That's fine. I want my president to be a smoker. That's a lot of. That's a fucking stressful ass job. Yeah. To not be able to have a cigarette when you're stressed out. Come on. I, I don't. I don't. Same thing with Bill Clinton, right? I want him to cheat on his wife. Yes, sure. That's a stressful job. Yes. You better be getting some he ass needs on the release side. Every In Europe. <laughs> If you don't cheat on your wife, they don't think you can multitask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least not very well. You can't get rid of the evidence. Look at, look at, <laughs> look, look at Sarkozy. Right. right. Sarkozy, you know who's the man. Story on him? He's yeah. the man. Right? Okay, so he got elected. He had a wife. And then after he got elected, he divorced said wife, married his mistress, who had also, at the time, was a pop singer and sang a song oh. about his cock. Wow. I did not know that. He's yes, man. yes, completely true. Look it up. I it's want all somebody to sing right. a song about my cock. Oh, right. <laughs> you, uh, you. As long better. as it's a good song about my cock. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't want no short, short man. Hey, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter. Just like, uh, just like in the show that I watch. Uh, you know, it's it's not the uh, size of the ship; it's the motion of the ocean. All right. Oh well, that's something I've never heard before. It's original. You know, those people with small <laughs> cocks actually say that all the time. Oh. I'm going to take that off my business card then. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but as far as Conrad Murray goes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Off your business card? <laughs> I was trying to glance through it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, <laughs> as far as the whole witch hunt thing goes, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. They, they are trying to pin this on somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think he... Was guilty of killing Michael Jackson. I think he should have got his license pulled. He's, I think, he's a horrible doctor to yeah. let that kind of stuff happen. But as far as to involuntary manslaughter, nah, yeah, that's I don't, I don't. That's way too heavy of a charge. It's too much. Well, you know, you know <laughs> they're scapegoating. Good old Governor Brown, though, with the the whole uh, involuntary manslaughter. The guy's not going to do hardly any time whatsoever. Right. I think the most time he's going to do in jail is the time he's doing right now before sentencing on the 29th. And I love the fact that. Uh, that the TV cameras didn't cut off uh, right after the uh, jury sentence came out, and I actually got to see the guy handcuffed. I mean, that was kind of gratifying for people who were like, but here's the thing. Hmm. Nobody else is going to really know what happened except for Conrad Murray and Michael Jackson because apparently he was out of the room for a half hour, 40 minutes. Okay? Talking to some chicks. Ta from... Talking to some chicks in a half hour, 40 minutes. And here's where I, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, because you got the conspiracy theorists. Well, 
what would happen in that room for 30 to 40 minutes? Who else could have possibly had something that they wanted Michael Jackson to be dead for um, that could have gone in that room in 30 to 40 minutes and done yeah. something? You know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, I, I think the guy was an idiot. He was a stupid doctor. Yeah. And, and yeah, he was but, very... but you have to assume that he's innocent. And, and you have to consider... But you also have to assume that he was the one that did it. See, How do you a... have to assume that? No, no, no. It's innocent until proven guilty. Where's exactly. the proof? There's no proof. If you can come up with one plausible circumstance where here's here's the situation where we don't know something, but we can speculate that something happened where he's innocent. If you can think of one instance, you of can that. speculate all day long about different scenarios and different things that could have happened. Well, but see, uh, the burden as long of as truth, it's reasonable. The, yeah, but the burden of truth is 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 uh, burden of proof. Burden of proof. Is on the it, prosecution exactly, and, and I think they, I think the prosecution did a wonderful job with all their 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 uh, specialists and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, I just think on Adam's side, the doctor's just a stupid doctor who uh, shouldn't have been a doctor, and you know, was probably thinking more about the hundred fifty thousand dollars a month than he was about keeping Michael Jackson alive. But that's another reason why he wouldn't have done it. That's a huge payday he's getting. Why kill your cash cow? Yeah. I heard that he hadn't even gotten any payday yet. Oh. Oh, no. Then I'd kill him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know, and it's 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 just funny to me that how the judge uh, would not let a lot of evidence into the courtroom as far as Michael Jackson's debt. Oh, he, he was like four billion dollars in debt, discovery and, you know, referee, and, and all this stuff. He wouldn't let a lot of this because he said, "Oh, speculation has nothing to do with the case." Right? No, it but totally has to do everything with the case. His whole life has to do with the case. I mean, the guy was addicted to drugs, whether it be propofol, uh, whatever the the other drugs and sleeping aids. Whatever I mean, random juice, legalized drug he's taking that is just as hard as any illegal drug. I exactly. And the guy had a stature where he can go out and he can doctor shop and he can find an actual doctor that would be willing to do the propofol thing or whatever for $150,000 a month or whatever just so he can get through this. And the whole reason why he was doing this whole 50-show uh, tour thing was to pay off his debt. Right. I mean, the guy was so far in debt, you know, that he, he had to do something to get these shows done. And without Conrad Murray putting him to sleep, you know, so he can get some rest. I mean, but that doesn't excuse the fact that Conrad Murray did something stupid like that. You know, it doesn't excuse the fact that he did it. But in, in some case, I think that uh, Michael Jackson is probably just as guilty of his own death as Conrad Murray. I think I'll go with that. I tend to be more of a libertarian on these issues. And what? I, sorry. <laughs> I, I think that um, drug addicts do it to themselves. Right. Absolutely. I, I think that nobody. I mean, I don't I don't care if if you're fucking Al Pacino, Scarface, dealing drugs out there to the masses. I really don't think that person really does anything bad. The thing the 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 person that does what? something well, bad the drug, the drug user the drug no. user themselves everybody's got the a drug choice. user is the bad person the person that votes against more education funds so that children don't get raised with an adequate education and can't make a good decision about whether or not to do drugs is the bad person Case the person point. that votes for for people that get elected to congress in local legislatures, in federal legislatures who cut education funding, those are the bad people. Because 
you have study after study coming out left and right going people that are educated children that are adequately ed- educated don't do drugs okay it, it, the the drug dealers are providing the service okay as so they're blameless the, the well they are blameless and here is why wow. because as long as there is a demand there will always be a supply. It's basic economics. Okay, okay point. basic point. economics. Uh, there will always be a supply. You don't blame the suppliers. You blame the people who are asking for the demand, and you blame the reasons why there's a demand in the first place. Hmm. That's okay. what you blame. Uh, my case in point. Okay. If you were to drink too much, Adam. What? And you were to get into your... I'm not saying you are. Don't get all defensive on okay. me. Okay. If, <laughs> If you were to have left my party at 5.30 in the morning, oh. Halloween, okay? Still drunk. And you were to get into your car and drive and kill somebody, are you to blame or is uh, You're to blame. Anheuser-Busch is, to blame yeah, because yeah. they provided the beer that you decided to drink? No, no, you did not take my keys. So you're to blame. Uh, so I'm to blame. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're the one who would make the decision. That is your decision. You right. had you had a demand. There was a demand for you to drink alcohol. Right. You drank the alcohol. You made the decision. That that's true. But okay. that's why I always stay at your place. Absolutely. Because that's, I'm, I, like yeah. I've said, this because is you're responsible. Point. Thank because you. you're responsible. But any other person in the same aspect, if they were to make the decision and go drive. Uh, and and kill themselves in an accident or kill innocent people in an accident, that shouldn't be so the beer is, supplier's that's fault. That's what I'm trying to say. How is it Conrad Murray's fault? How is it Conrad Murray's fault that Michael Jackson made decisions to consciously be a drug addict right. and didn't do anything to help himself? There was a demand. Michael Jackson found yes. a supplier to fill that demand. Yes. Just happened to he be probably Conrad spent m- much more effort trying to find somebody to supply drugs for his habit than he did to try to clean up. Think about that. Well, they Think had they that. had they had people on on the stand on the defense that said that you know Michael Jackson had come to them and asked him to do this stuff and they said no. There you go. Huh. You know, there there's a lot of doctors many, out there that he shopped tried, and said no. How many times did he have to try and get told no, as opposed to try to get cleaned up? And get told right. yes, the, the and eventually effort, he yeah. was going to find one person that that was going to be appealing to. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame do Conrad Murray. I blame Michael Jackson. But that's what I'm trying to say is that it's the same effect. People are out there going, "Not my Michael." Yeah, not my Michael. That's why I, I think that Michael did in fact kill himself. Uh, Conrad Murray is not blameless in this. He he did he did supply it, but. At the end of the day, it was Michael's fault. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what's I, I believe anyway. Now I don't believe I, mean, I, I don't believe that it was his fault in the fact that you know he ingested some extra propofol or or did anything well, like here's, that. Here's but my it was problem. His issues that he had. Here's right. my huge huge problem. Okay, let's say for instance tomorrow you meet a friend of a friend of yours who is uh, addicted to speed. Okay. You blame them for being addicted to speed, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. You say it's your fault. Yeah, you're, you're addicted dumbass. to speed. You're a dumbass. Yeah. So you meet somebody else who's addicted to PCP. Whose fault is it? It's their fault. They're addicted. How come you can't help yourself? Why are you doing this to yourself? Right. Right? So you meet Michael Jackson. You don't know he's Michael Jackson. He's addicted to pharmaceutical drugs. Whose right. fault is it? It is. Why is it Conrad Murray's fault? Exactly. Why is it? It's not his fault at all. It's still his dumbass fault for making this decision. And that's why I think if it wasn't Michael Jackson and It'd say be... it was just somebody else, it wouldn't have been a, a criminal trial. No, it would have been it him been. being negligent in, in getting his license taken away. Yes. 
the yeah, that's maximum what, that's what it would be. manslaughter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's a inflated it, charge even because involuntary people, manslaughter. Yeah, because people are trying to find a scapegoat because they're thinking, "Not my Michael." Obviously, it's somebody else's fault, absolutely. and they want to hang somebody. Yeah, for absolutely. It. Yeah, Connor and Murray probably license taken away. I'm fine with that. Manslaughter charges to go to jail. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's too. That's way too much. Yeah. But then there's all those other people out there, the my Michael, no, not my Michael, that's like, yeah, he's guilty, yeah, we're happy about that, but we're not happy with the four-year sentence. And he hasn't even been sentenced yet, but that's the max he can get is four years. And with the way things are in this 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 uh, the state, he's not even going to go to state prison. Yeah, 85% he's gonna end of the time is going to get knocked off. Yeah, he's going to go to county prison, and if anything, he's going to serve part of his sentence, and the rest of the time he's going to be on probation with an ankle bracelet. Yeah. So it's it, it it's all crazy. It was a big show. It's very similar to the OJ trial. It was just a big old thing. Although OJ, I think probably probably did do it, but this is I don't know. The, the people that were advocating against OJ are probably not the same people that are advocating against Conrad Murray. Yeah, I think it was a it was an international story only because it was Michael Jackson. Absolutely. And, and I don't think it was as big as a trial as OJ Simpson because OJ Simpson was the one on trial. This was not Michael Jackson on trial. Right. It was his doctor. And that's why you only saw 150 people in LA during the, uh, the, the reading of the, uh, the, the outcome of right, this, the, the jury's verdict. Okay. Yeah. You only had 150 people. You had thousands of people out there with the Joe OJ trial. And you had, I mean, literally, I remember when the OJ trial, when the verdict came out, I was in school. I was young. I was in school. They brought in a TV because the teacher right? and everybody wanted to find out what the verdict was going to be. I remember that. I mean, it was such a big thing That's because crazy. it was O.J. Simpson on trial. This wasn't Michael Jackson on trial. It was the, the doctor. So, I mean, yeah, it was an international story. And a lot of the media that ended up going out there to L.A. for the verdict were s- somewhat surprised that there was only about 150 Michael Jackson supporters out there, and it wasn't this big to do like the O.J. Simpson. But then, if you look at it in retrospect, Michael Jackson wasn't on trial; right. he's dead. Right, it makes sense. It was the doctor. Yeah, but when he went to the the, the morgue when they were taking him out of the uh, the coroner's office, there was crowds and crowds of people. Absolutely, out there. but it had to do directly also. about Michael Jackson. Right. This didn't have to do. This was the 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 trial about the death of Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson wasn't on trial. It was his doctor. So I think it was an international story only because it was Michael Jackson. If it was anybody else, you wouldn't have gotten the coverage. And in this case, it's the same thing that Rex was saying uh, earlier. What? I hate it. it. You're supposed How? to be innocent until proven guilty, but in this case, everybody already they already yeah, gave Conrad yeah, Murray the maximum was, sentence. The they, thing I hate about O.J. Simpson was that I even had a friend tell me this. I had a friend tell me this. Okay. That it was a close friend. We had even sparred. Like when when you fight with somebody and you decide to put your emotions aside and kind of like just decide to spar, where like you go, okay, if I hit you in the face, like it's not going to be right. We're like, cool. You're not going to be mad at me, right? Right. That's a different <laughs> level of being comfortable with somebody. All right. Yeah. Um. But I was I was friends with this dude like that, and he go. And and I made some crack about like O.J. Simpson being a bad spokesman for a knife company, <laughs> and he was he was black. My friend was black. I was about to ask. All right, <laughs> and and he goes, "That's so bullshit." Because if O.J. Simpson would was white, nobody would question that he why he got off. And I go, yeah. "It's it's not that's about racist. race. <laughs> yeah, that is that's, racist. That's a, racist that's a reverse think. racism kind yeah. of thing. It's it's not about race. It's whether or not he did it or he didn't. And and he did. 
He, he clearly did. Even in books that have been written after the trial that have analyzed the whole thing, they go, he did it. And here's the opportunities that the prosecution had to prove that he did it. And they missed them. Here's right. they are here. Oh, yeah. They studied that case over and over again. And he was clearly guilty. Yeah. Um, and and uh, here's the thing. When that verdict came out on the OJ trial, I would say, I, I don't know, statistically, 90 percent of people's jaws dropped when I it came so. out and said not guilty. I think everybody yeah. thought he was going to get. Absolutely. Prosecuted. But then there was those crazy people out there, just like the not my Michael people that yeah. were like, we're not oh, my yeah. OJ. Not, not my OJ, OJ. Yeah, you know, not juice. my You're OJ, right. not my juice, not you know. Juice. But I remember back then, Pogs were very popular, and I yes. had this OJ slammer. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it was a slammer, it, and, yeah. it, and it said OJ on it, and it had uh, jail bars on it. It came out before the verdict. <laughs> I love Pogs. It, it was it was awesome. Can man. we bring Pogs back? Yeah, yes, please. Just for I this show. Game. Just for this show. <laughs> I used to collect all the Pogs at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, you know. They'd go around and you'd have to collect all these pogs from I different used to places. Get you get know? Z pogs and they, they were made out of like copper or something. They were heavy as shit. Yeah. yeah. The with, a, with the finger notches in them, even? Yeah. The slammers yeah. were stupid. <laughs> yeah. They just win everybody's pogs. Right. Back when the uh, you don't Northridge fuck with me in Pogs, man. The Northridge earthquake happened. I got the seven point nine quake slammer. You know, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was just, it was it was badass. Oh, Pogs. I remember those days. Oh, simpler time. <laughs> Back when all you had to do was wake up and go to school. And, right. You know. Yeah, and then they banned them from my school because people got in fights over Pogs. Oh no, jeez. Oh, That's tubes. why we need sexual education. What? <laughs> Because in lower class neighborhoods, people do stupid shit. Like right. fight over pogs? Like I had to beat the fuck out of a guy with a hanger in third grade. Oh, that sounds like fun. Did you take your pog? Yes. <laughs> now, did he legitimately about. take it? Did he beat you at a game of pogs? No, 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 no. Here, here's what, well. You took it from under your desk? No, no. Here's what happened. Here's what, you really want to know what happened? Oh, well, absolutely. Okay. Oh. Well, I was one of one of one of Well, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so, no, I don't hear about it. so me being <laughs> me being the Mexican that I am, my my grandmother got me this this silver uh, cross, this crucifix, and, okay. and this this uh, chain, silver chain for for some occasion, and I was wearing it out on the playground, and this kid had Cinco a comp- mile. I don't know. I don't know what it was. No, it wasn't Cinco de Mayo. My grandmother wouldn't be into that. But she got it for me. I was wearing it out on the playground, and this this kid and I got into a confrontation, and he pushed me, and I pushed him back, and he pushed me, and then uh, at one point he he ended up uh, pushing me, but he caught the chain, and it broke, and it fell on the floor, and he oh. and he kneeled in front of me, and he goes, "Oh fuck, I'm dude, I'm sorry." Like he 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 understood that we were fighting, but he he thought it got way too serious when he broke the the cross and and it fell on the wow. floor. And he kneeled down in front of me as and as he was kneeled down there in front of me, he goes, "I'm sorry." And he looks up at me, apologizing. So I knee him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I knee him in the face and I punch him afterwards. And then I grab my crucifix and I walk off. And then later on after school, he approaches me again, like, fuck you, you need me in the face. <laughs> but I had already been playing around that area and I knew there was a hanger on the floor oh, that was made out of like wire, wire, a wire hanger. Right. And, and he pushes me and I go, dude, I, I, I cause I'm an actor. I, I, I don't want any trouble. And I start walking away for 10 feet and he goes, you fucking pussy. And then I grab the hanger. 
<laughs> and then I come back and I said, I'm a pussy, huh? And then I beat the fuck out of him <laughs> until he runs off. Very good. That's why we need sexual education. Well, I still don't <laughs> see the connection here. Uh, because if he learns... People if he, in it, poor it, neighborhoods it, have bad examples well, because and they do learns, stupid things. See, if, if Robert would have learned at a younger age how to whack off uh, properly, <laughs> then uh, I he, wouldn't he, have been he probably would have gotten all of his aggression out on his dick and it would have looked like a wire hanger back then <laughs> and, and he wouldn't have had to whip this guy with a wire hanger. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I get your drift. I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> I did yeah. whack off and the wire hanger was a euphemism for my cock. I was just dick slapping him all over oh, the place. Oh, there you go. Jesus Christ. I knew there was a connection there. Uh, yes. You found it, dude. That, Look at you. Find me on... That's what she said? <laughs> <laughs> you found it? Uh, find me on Megan's Law. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move yeah. on to something else that's going on. It's, it's kind of huge in the news right now, and uh, I don't like it too much, but... Wait, are we talking about Kim Kardashian's divorce? Oh, that just happened too. Se- yeah, after seventy-two days, I don't even think that's what we're talking about. No, let's move. I don't on. even want to give her the time of day. I hate. I have no idea why the Kardashians are so famous in the first place. Why would we want to talk? I have about a video. It? I'll show you. That's and why they're bigger than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I heard an interesting fact recently. Okay. If you're bulimic, oh right, I don't know if you knew this. I knew a lot. I think I I knew a lot about this because that's I, a big I, word for me. Bulimia. Yeah. You know what that is? Yes. Okay. That's a big word. I just wanted to let you know I it know is. what it is. I'm, oh, I'm a redneck. I'm impressed. I'm pretty proud of himself. Yeah. Now, <laughs> bulimia is when people throw up so that they don't gain weight. Right. After but, after every meal. Yes. Typically after every meal. And, and it's dangerous. Don't they typically binge eat, too? Like yes, they, they do. Like, they all day long, yes. and then all of a sudden, yes. they're like, oh, I'm so hungry. They'll eat, they'll, like, they'll, everything, and then go in the bathroom and throw it up? Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, uh um, I know a few people like that. I found out that... One of the symptoms or one of the results of bulimia, I I didn't know this, and I and I it was a shock to me because I think that I'm somewhat of a specialist in like crazy psychological disorders. Okay, because because I I I mean, given my background, my history with psychology and and my and crazy people, crazy people in my <laughs> life, I, I I like to study this shit. But somebody told me recently something that I didn't know about bulimia. People that are bulimic tend to grow odd body hair oh that's not where i thought you were going with this no no no. this is so weird though and it makes so much sense but people that are bulimic they lose so uh, a weight right so their body will grow hair in places it normally doesn't oh because it's trying to retain heat and develop an insulator to the outside environment so it's like evolution so, somewhat like evolution. So your body will, will grow hair to kind of like insulate itself when it doesn't have enough body fat. Huh. So people that are bulimic will will have like hairier arms or will have hairier certain parts of their bodies. And my initial response was to think that everybody that was Persian or Armenian is bulimic. <laughs> but that's just or German. racist. <laughs> Yes, that would be racist. Very good. So I decided not to think that. Okay. <laughs> Pull yourself out of that. Very good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Very tolerant of you. Thank you. <laughs> See, I, I just heard the uh, the lack of gag reflex from the bulimics. What? Because of all the vomiting, the, it damages their. Oh, esophagus. I've heard that too. Right. I heard that too. Actually, it was on the Frosty Heidi and Frank show when they had a bulimic porn star on. That's right. That's yes. right. Uh, Ashley something. Damn Blue. It. Blue. Actually, blue. That sounds right. I was going to say black, but blue is that's probably correct. Yeah. Oh. Not that I know a lot of porn yeah. star names. <laughs> right. 
Tyrant Think podcast. Tyrant Think. We had a porn star on there. Actually, oh, that's true. Different. Yeah. Uh, they talked about Ashley Blue. Did you? Yeah, oh. we did. What? Huh? How did I miss that? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, off of this uh, whole gagging on the bleemix, uh, this is another kind of hot topic. The well, I don't know about hot topic, but the, the Occupy Wall Street, Occupy LA people. Yeah. You, you've heard about this. Everybody's heard about this by now. Yeah. Is people huge, that are, huge movement. Yeah, it's a huge movement. But but what's the movement about? Exactly. That's exactly why I don't I don't I don't like it too much because it, it, to me it seems like they're just trying to be irritating and that's their main objective. Well, I think I think this came down. I think what it really comes down to, because a lot of people have asked me. In fact, I got asked point blank by my boss recently. My boss at my new job. Okay. Um, lawyer type. W- huh? Lawyer type. And. I don't know if I would call her a lawyer type, but she's definitely like very professional, very um, just she's like a laser guided missile. Okay. okay? She's on a mission and she's going to get it accomplished. Now, I got asked point blank what this whole Occupy thing is about and whether or not I think that they have a legitimate point. And I said, well, you know, I don't know if people have a right to protest about not having a job. <laughs> because if it was really that hard to get a job, then I wouldn't have two. Okay. Touche. I had two jobs last year. I have two. Yeah. No, I, and I have I, two jobs. I, I like that. In fact, I feel like part of the reason why they hired me at my new job was because I was working like literally 70 plus hours a week. And, and they looked at that and they go, well, this guy's a hard worker. Let's get him on. Okay. So I, I totally get that. But then I also read a post about a guy who's responding to this because he there was some dude on liberal forums about Occupy Wall Street and he held a sign he said USMC uh I work two jobs you, what is USMC I don't know what that means Marine Marine Corps Oh sorry how United you, States Marine not, Corps no. I, don't, I don't know All right Okay, okay. so he has a USMC I I work two jobs I have my own house I'm paying my car payment and I love my wife Occupy Wall Street Suck it. Okay? So he had this sign out there. And I tended to empathize with him when he had this. It was there. I go, you know what? This guy's working two jobs. I'm working two jobs, too. Why can't everybody else just do this and pull their fucking weight, right? absolutely. And and then I was reading all these forums and all the responses to this. And some guy goes, you know what? I respect the fact that you're in the military. In fact, I really appreciate it. I've never been myself. And... I understand that you sacrifice a lot and you're a patriot because you did it for your country. But I never did that. And I, I, I appreciate the fact that you did because okay. I, I live in a country that is, is, and it's a luxury that I live here because of you. Okay. And you work two jobs and you do it and you work extra, extra hard to, to make sure that you get what you want out of this world. But the people that are occupying Wall Street and occupying wherever fill in the blank are doing it yeah not because they don't want to work crazy hard but because back when we first fought for workers rights during the 1930s and the 1940s it was based on an idea it was eight eight and eight in other words you would get eight hours of sleep you would do eight hours of work and you would have eight hours of luxury like time for yourself leisure leisure okay yes and and it was the idea that somebody could work an eight-hour job, have a career, and and live comfortably to provide for a family, and have enough leisure to spend enough time with that family. Right. 
and 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 pay for a house payment to have that family live in and then get eight hours of sleep so you could do it all over again and you could live comfortably like this and that's the idea that they're fighting for it's it's not that they don't want to work harder they're that they're lazy it's that we fought for these ideals already and that working class americans are just that they're working class Americans, then they want to work, and they really do, but they also want to have time for their family, and they understand that there are certain people out there that want to work extra crazy hard so that they can drive and innovate and employ other people, but sometimes there's not people like that that just want to live in the middle ground and be blue collar, Yeah, and they're saying, I shouldn't have to work 16 hours a day to provide my child with a place to live just so that they can have a roof over their head and I can never know my child because I spend so much time working that I never even get to know the child. I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. But to be honest with you, they're out there claiming, oh, we're the 99%, we're the 99%. I'm not part of the 99%. I work hard. I work a full-time job. My wife works a full-time job. I have a wonderful relationship with my daughter. I have leisure time that I spend with my daughter on the days off. I pay my my rents and my bills and, and all this other good stuff. What I don't get is you get these crackhead, hmm. no job, low life people out there that are sitting there saying, uh, I want my home mortgage to be forgiven. I want this to be forgiven because you owe me that. Uh, I listened to a guy one time talking to a, a radio host about how he's upset that he got his degree uh, in liberal arts back in uh, January, and it's been seven months, and he still hasn't found a job. He still can't find a job. Well, he got a bullshit degree, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're uh, right. You well, hey, you like, you got to say your piece. You let me finish. <laughs> I, okay. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay, hold on. I got a lot of stuff. Pent it up inside my brain <laughs> oh. that, and I've got four beers inside me. So <laughs> if I don't get it out, see, I'm already stopped. So anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, this guy is complaining to this radio host who, uh, got, who spent a lot of time in college getting his degree in radio communications and stuff like that. So he could do what he loved in his life. And he was out of work for two and a half years after, before he got a job at a radio station. Yeah. Not being a host, but just at a radio station. Yeah. And this guy who who's calling this radio show up is pissed off because he got this bullshit degree. He spent four three or four years getting this bullshit degree. He got it in January. It's seven months. He can't find a job doing what he wants to do, which he wanted to work in public office or something like that. And to be honest with you, they're not hiring in government, even though it seems like government's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But they're not hiring. It's, it's he really not. They're just cutting people. Exactly. But right. they, he can't yeah. find a job. So what he's pissed off about is he's got $30,000 in school debt, and he wants them to forgive it. And the host, without a beat, says, do you own a car? He said, yeah. He's like, did you finance that car? He's like, yeah. He's like, how much do you own that car? I own $15,000 on that car. He's like, do you want them to forgive that too? You took out the loans to get that bullshit degree. You took out the loan to get the car. You took out the loan to get the house. And you want everybody just to say, oh, you know what? Here, we'll just give you the $300,000 for the house. We'll forgive the loan and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to work for anything. Do you think that's going to solve anything? No. Banks and everything else is going to go broke. I totally get the whole fact about, uh, you know, Occupy, Wall Street, blah, 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 the big corporations make it. But you know what? A lot of these people who have founded these corporations and companies and stuff like that 
have worked really hard, have really smart, went to a lot of school, did a lot of business stuff to get to where they're at, okay? They make the money because they developed that. And I don't know who it was that was talking about how they wouldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for government and they used our streets and they used our people and they used our roads and blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't have gotten there. But you know what? Government would have gotten there if it wasn't for all the people they employed, all the taxes that those people employed, all the taxes that the, 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 the companies have uh, paid. You know, government... It goes both ways. Government can't sit there and say, you wouldn't have gotten there. You wouldn't have been as successful as you would have been if it wasn't for our roads and us maintaining the roads and us all this other stuff. Well, government wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for these companies developing business, developing new products, and hiring people. Well, it, it's it's Was it tick for tat or whatever I, it's called? I totally, you know? yeah, I, mean, I, I so, get that. But I don't think that the people occupying Wall Street, occupying L.A., occupying San Diego, San Francisco, wherever that – they're all talking about occupying the Rose Parade in Pasadena. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that uh, before this. The gay people aren't going to like that. Uh, that ain't going <laughs> to happen. Uh, we want our roses. But uh, And, and I, I'm sorry. I wake up at 7 in the morning to watch it too just because I think it's cool. But I'm not gay. But I love musicals. Well, but I'm not. And I am hungover. Uh, but, but anyway, exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. Right. I am hungover as well. But yeah, but just, I'm eating. It's Mendoza. just something about Bob <laughs> Eubanks and Stephanie Edwards in the morning. You know, <laughs> and, and the day after. You know. Uh, but but I'm going off on a tangent here. But they're saying, oh, we're the 99. We're uh, letting everybody come in. But you got homeless people there. You got crack addicts. You got drug addicts. And go back to the previous subject we had. Can you blame the corporations? For that person being a drug addict and being where they're at. No, it's not their fault. It's that person's choice, that person's decision. I am where I'm at right now because of my choices, my decisions. I made bad decisions financially. That's why I lost my house. Not because of government. Not because of countrywide fucking mortgage. Not because of uh, Bank of America. Because of the decisions I made with my personal finances and my family. The decisions that I made... Buying a car that, you know, I could afford at the time. Did I need that much of a car payment? No, but I could afford it at the time. But I wasn't thinking long term. Okay. That's my mistake. I'm not going to sit there and go to the government and say, Hey, you know, I made bad choices, uh, in my financial and my family life. Um, you owe me. Well, let me, let me ask you a question though. If, if you can't do that and AIG can and Bank of America can, and the big nine can, and there's banks that are deemed too big to fail who get $800 billion and get bailed out because they did... The, oh, I don't the, agree with the well, fucking bailout. Oh, I'm not saying that you do or you don't, but I'm saying if, they're, if we're put in a position where basically these banks have, have committed themselves to financial situations where they did borrow too much, they ex- overextended themselves financially, and it is very much their fault for the position that they put themselves in. But they get bailed out by the government for their position, and you don't. Is that right? No. Is it right for them to get it and for you not to get it? I think that's really what the Occupy Wall Street movement is about. How come these big banks get bailed out and they say, you know what? Hey, all this debt that you fucked up on, all these bad decisions, guess what? We're going to forgive it. But all you individuals that made bad decisions because the big banks let you do it? No? Well, the, I, the I, banks, what the all, all fuck, the people, all the people man? that got bailed out, though, like the, the car makers, they, they have to pay that back. 
It's not free money. They have to pay it back with but, but Yeah, but they got the opportunity to pay it back, but, okay? But, the individual citizen who had a mortgage, who had a par- car payment, they didn't get any opportunity to pay it back. They just got a fucking paycheck. Like, they got a bill, and that was it. And if they couldn't pay that bill, then they got to default. That's Let me it. ask you a question, though. Where do you think this country would be if all the banks just had to sit there and say, you know what? Uh, all the debt that's out there, forget it. You guys don't owe us anything. Keep your house, keep your cars. You don't owe us anything. You know what? You got that four year education. Go ahead. What are you going to think? What are you going to say to the people that got the loans? Yeah. Paid off their house, paid off their cars, got the loans for schools, for medical degrees, paid off 60, 70, 80, $100,000 in, in medical, uh, loans and stuff like that to become a doctor and actually paid off that. And then all around, all of a sudden turn around and you just forgive everybody else. Those people are going to be pissed. And then we're just going to have another big freaking occupy. No, no, whatever. no, no. I totally, I no, no. where you're getting because the Semper Energy or not Semper Energy. I'm oh, sorry. That's my, my gas bill. Solaris. But, Sol- so, so, Solaris, Solaris or something, something like that. Solar energy, all this green. Freaking energy, green jobs, blah, blah, blah. They all got freaking bailout money too, which was bullshit because people that were involved in those companies were supporting the current administration and stuff like that. So they were funneling that money. That's a tangent. Let me address address your first question. Where would we be? Did I have a question? Yes, your first question question was... Hold on, on. I've never seen Cowboy this fired up in my entire life. No, no, it's okay. I did ask you what what would you think about all this stuff? Where would you... Your first question was where would we be if we hadn't bailed out the banks? No, no, my question was my question was is what do you think... I, I I totally forgot the whole bit, but that <laughs> wasn't it. Sure but it was, it was no, it was it was uh, not not bailing out the banks because I don't agree with the whole bullshit. I actually uh, got an email that was wonderful one time uh, 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 that it was just a, a one of those freaking blanket emails that you get from people. Prince of Nigeria. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, um, but anyway, <laughs> they were talking about that the whole freaking bailout and everything, you know, it, it, if they would have just taken that and allocated it to uh, the working people and gave them and split that money up evenly between the working people so that they can use it for their bills and stuff like that, that would have stimulated the economy much more than giving the money to GM That's and all this other stuff. That's actually what I was just going to say. I was going to say. I love that what, email. What if, Why did they do that? Hadn't, what if we hadn't given the bailout to the banks? What if we instead where most of the debt was riding on was the home mortgage loans. If we had forgiven people's home mortgage loans for like three months, which $800 billion would have have easily done. You don't even have to forgive it for three months. Why don't we... Okay, across the board, every homeowner, why don't you just tack the three months, give them a credit, tack it onto the back end of the loan. Give them three months. Deferment, exactly. Exactly. But here's the other funny thing. That was that stimulus bill. There was a stimulus bill when George Bush was in office, and I remember getting $1,500 in my pocket to pay my bills and stuff off. That was a stimulus to people. If you had a wife and a kid, you own a house and blah, 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 you got a certain amount of money. I don't I don't think that that was really a stimulus, it, though. That was more of appeasement. And uh, see, the problem... Exactly, was, but that stimulated the economy much more than just bailing out GM. I disagree. And I love Chevys. I disagree. Yeah, I, di- I, I, I disagree say, completely. I because you give people that kind no. of money, they're going to pay off previous no. debts. What about the cars well, for no, clunkers? No, no, no. No, I, I, uh, I, I that I, gave you a no, no, three no, no, month no. uptick. You know that was a stimulus here's, thing. It gave you a three month uptick, but as soon as that was gone, boom. Here's here's my problem with the Bush tax credit. Okay, it's it's not that it's you got money. I'm all for people that are in the middle class getting money. 
what it is is that the middle class people get a little bit of money and the upper class people get a huge fucking sum of money. So the middle class people think it's a good idea because they get a little bit of money in their pocket, but the upper class people get like five to fucking ten times the amount of money and then the middle class people are ignorant to the fact because they're just happy they got a little bit of change in okay, their pocket. Okay, but let me ask you okay, a question. That's bullshit. But you're talking don't, about... You're, don't let him pay you off with a little bit of money. But you're talking about Barack Obama paying people off because you'd rather the money go to... The you'd rather the money go to the working individual instead of the big corporations. You're talking about the same thing. And guess what? Back then when Bush that's did that... That's not the same When thing. Bush did that little that's tax credit, you thing. did not hear people saying... I don't want this money. I don't want this money. I don't I want this. I think it was a stupid idea. O- Obama extended the Bush tax cuts. I'm like, that's a fucking idiot. No, I'm talking, I'm not talking the about deficit. the Bush tax cuts. I'm talking about the whole people getting that money, you know, that little check from the government to say, here, you know, we're well, going to try and stimulate that's, the economy. That's, that's, that's the, the same thing that you're started. talking about. The problem started in the 1980s during Reagan. When Greenspan was our fucking financial advisor and he opened the U.S. market to foreign investment and flooded it with free money. And the it housing the market started the same damn thing in the early 90s with Bill Clinton when he started to reel back the restrictions on homeownerships because he was the first one who said, I want everybody to be able to own a home. I want everybody to be able to afford this. And that's when all the freaking Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac started reeling back the restrictions. And that's when you got these 125 percent loan to values. Uh, 100% loan to value with 580 credit score, stated income at 600 because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac government entities right. started reeling all that stuff back. That didn't start You're with right. George Bush II. That started with Bill Clinton's era. Yeah, well, it, no, it started with Reagan when he flooded the market with free money. Okay. And what Bill Clinton tried to do was to reel back the credit restrictions so that rich people wouldn't own 99% of America's land. 99% of America's real estate would be owned by the people that already had money because the only people making money off the economy when the economy is flooded with free money is the money, the people who already have money. Okay. So you had people like Donald Trump and people that are Warren Buffett making fucking 8 billion times the amount of the average person in America. And if they have that amount of money, what are they going to do? They're going to buy America and then they're going to guess what? Rent it and lease it to everybody else who's making a little bit of money. So Bill Clinton tried to retract those restrictions on home ownership. They tried to bring it back and say, guess what? The middle class American can own a home again. And this is a good idea because you don't want one person monopolizing all of the real estate in America. Same thing goes back okay. to the whole... That's Michael- what their intention was. Same did thing- it backfire? Yes, it did. Yeah, same thing that goes back to the Michael Jackson propofol blaming Conrad Murray or anything. <laughs> Can you blame Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for this? No. Can you blame the, the, the uh, mortgage companies? I think mortgage companies are probably the most to blame for it because I know when I was uh, getting my loan for my house I was buying in 2004, I was in the mortgage industry. I knew how much I can afford. The loan officer on the other end of the phone goes, what kind of house do you want to buy? What do you want to purchase? I said, well, what does my debt to income say I can afford? He's like, what do you want to afford? Do you want a $500,000 house? Do you want a $700,000 house? Yes. I was smart enough to say, you know what? I looked at my debt to income ratio and I knew I could afford something in the $270,000 range. Yeah. Comfortably make the payment and everything. Okay. Perfectly fine. So I told him, I said, look, this is what I want to afford. I went full dock and everything because back then I had a good credit score. I could go stated income and everything. So, but at the same time, just like Michael Jackson and Conrad Murray, can you fault? 
Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and the government for pulling back those restrictions because, yes, they pulled back the restrictions. The mortgage companies, all they cared about was their own pocket. That's all they cared about. So, mm-hmm. hey, if these are the guidelines that we're going to do, why not do the loans? Because that's what they're letting us do. That's what they're letting us do. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make the money. But then it also goes back to the ill-informed individual, individual who's buying a house who is ill-informed, not knowledgeable, naive, well, ignorant, then, stupid, because they go, oh, really? You can state my income at $4,000 $4, a month, even though they know they only make $2,000 a month. So can you fault the mortgage company just like you can't fault Conrad well, Murray? Can you fault the government just like you can't fault Conrad Murray? you got to fault the individual for making that stupid decision. Well, I guess in that case, you have to inject a third individual. I guess you have to inject the government, the regulating body that says it's okay for Conrad Murray to write these prescriptions, the lack of oversight in that situation, the people that were the loan officers that were playing by the rules, which were set by someone else who set the wrong rules up for the situation to begin with. Okay? That's why I love this podcast. We don't have rules set. Yeah, (laughs) fuck rules. Fuck rules. We have one rule. What's that? No end bombs. bombs. <laughs> What's that? No end bombs. Cotton picking Joe? All right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're on the same page. All right. This no is getting, end bombs. All right. This, this should be a totally different. We should do a whole podcast just based on this. Right. It, there's a lot of uh, both of you guys. I mean, so I agree up. with a lot of stuff you're saying. <laughs> and I disagree with some of the stuff. Well, it's, it's what, because we find a middle ground that's reasonable because we're not fucking wackos that are, are yeah. nut jobs that are, are so polarized that we are not willing to make uh, admissions that both sides are at fault. That's that's really what it is. I think I think that's uh, when you get into political rhetoric and and people like Rush Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly, they just get way too fucking right. wackos. Well, and out. also Bill Maher is part of that too. I think. No, no, Bill, you know. He, it's on both sides. Well, he takes a lot of shots at really soft targets. That's what I'll say. That's true. That's I'll say true. he says a lot of agreeable stuff, and then he avoids the things that are really contentious. Yeah. That's what I'll say. All right, but just to bring it back so we're not so serious, but we, I, I, really, I think we should do well, a I never get podcast. serious. No, no, that's fine. You're, I, I love seeing you this fired <laughs> up. I was very, just sitting here. I, just, I had nothing. I have, I have things to say, but I, I'm much more enjoying the two of you going at it. It's amazing. I'm well, not I got to make it gay. No, 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 not going at it, but just the, uh, yeah, it's very lively. I love it. But uh, my opinion about this whole thing, way back, without all the other stuff you guys added into it, which is over my head, to be honest, some of it. But as far as um, you, you went to uh, you went to college, right? Rex? Yeah. And you you got your whatever. How long did it take you to get a job in the field that you were trying to get into? At least six months. Okay, so it was a while for for me when I got out of no, my... no, no more than that. Actually, it probably took about nine months. Perfect. It, it took me about a year, maybe two years, to get a job in my field after mm-hmm. I graduated from college. I, I went back to bartending before I went back to what exactly. I was supposed and that's, to. And that's exactly the, the point that I'm trying to make here. Yeah. You need to support yourself. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Get You take any shit job in the meantime. For you, bartending is not a shit job, I, I don't think. I love bartending. It's great. Yeah, I, love I, it I worked retail, which I also love. If, yeah. In fact, if I could make as much money now in retail as I do with what I'm doing in the graphic design stuff, I would probably still do retail because I, I love it. I yeah. just love retail. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. I know I'm in the minority, but the point is you it's take whatever customer job you service can. aspect. Yeah. Talk I, I, I mean, I, I'm not in retail, but I have customer service and taking care of that customer, making sure they're happy. That's what I love. Right. Making somebody and, and knowing yes. your shit. Exactly. That's, your shit. That's what I really love, knowing my shit. Exactly. When, when I'm bartending and I run into the one person that knows like 
this is what a Manhattan is. This yeah. is I love whiskey. Here's all about whiskey. I love vodka. I know all this about vodka. I know this. Do you know about what a wine. Margaret Dacry screw a lot of on the beaches? But you understand what I'm saying. You you understand what I'm saying is that it's really gratifying when I'm doing a job as a specialist and then I meet somebody who's a specialist like me and I'm like, well, dude, you need to try this out. And they're like, oh, well, you need to also try this out. And I'm like, oh, even the same aspect and what I'm in, I love going into a house uh, and sales. I sell custom interior shutters two customers, I go into their house, they open their door and let me into their house, okay? They're expecting me to be the professional. I've been doing it a long time. I know what I'm talking about. I know the best way to do this, that, and the other. But I love going into a house with a customer that has done their research, educated themselves on shutters, this, that, and the other, and I love questions. When a customer has questions for me and I leave that house and they have no other questions for me, I feel fulfilled that I did my job and that I answered every single one of their questions. Well, yeah, because and, it gives you an opportunity to really kind of like show somebody. Get out on stage. Exactly. You to, know, to, to be like, I'm well, an actor too. Oh, so, you, you, know. you want to know if I really know my shit? Exactly. Here it is Test right me. here. Let yeah, me know. Yeah, Ask any question you want. I'll, I'll answer anything. And if I, t- if I can't answer a question, I will find the person who will. It definitely. Because and, there's uh, always a question out there. That you may not know exactly the answer to. No well, well, that's why I feel about bartending too. Is just like same thing, you know. To question me about whatever. Uh, I'm in a bar right now that we serve a ton of shochu and uh, sake, which I didn't really know a lot, a lot about. Turns out I, you can get very creative with that soju. You, you can. You can make a lot of drinks because a lot of bars they're just like uh, beer and wine bars, yeah. but soju is considered a wine, so you can have soju in a bar that doesn't have like real legit liquor, liquor. Yeah, and they'll make mixed drinks that are similar, not the same. But very close to like a drinking get in a regular bar, yeah, I, I just can, using soju. I can make a mojito that will taste like a mojito with rum, hundred percent, and you won't be able to tell exactly. the difference with yeah, soju. With soju, right? And 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 that's I don't know. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, but, but the, the point that I was trying to make is that if you do not have a way to support yourself, you take any job you can to support yourself. Yeah. And it, it, I think if, that's if, the big joke too. If it's, it's just below you. Who gives a shit? You're making money. It's better than not doing anything. I didn't care. I mean, there was a point in my life where I was digging ditches, like literally digging ditches. Yeah, okay? I had a paper out at one point. Uh-huh. Well, that, there I was had a this, paper out at one point. Yeah, you had a paper make, route. I, I used to go out uh, with you on the paper route. I was doing construction, digging ditches, like seriously, with like a pickaxe to lay down pipe for some fucking company. I had no idea what I was doing, really. He just yeah. said, dig this far. I was digging this far. I did that. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. My point is is that there's a certain amount of gratification that comes from working and getting paid for it and knowing you're getting paid for the sweat no, off you your own back. Your money. You earned your money. Exactly. Yeah. You're not asking for anything. You're, you're working to get what you need to get by. And, and I guess and that's what it should be. Well, it, there's a lot of people sk- uh, uh, messing with the system here and just doing what they got to do with the system to get their unemployment check. For instance, there was this lady who started this company, developed this uh, product to bundle up your 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 uh, cables and stuff behind your flat screen TVs and everything. And she had a bunch of listings out. I can't remember what state it was in, but she got a contract with Best Buy to get this product in the Best Buy stores so that the Geek Squad can use this and blah 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 and all this other stuff. And she put ads out. She needed twenty assemblers. 
Okay. And she's a starter up company. You know, it's a small company. They were going to be doing this. She needed 20 assemblers. She was willing to pay them 850 an hour. It was piece of cake, putting a couple plastic pieces together. You know, doesn't take a lot of rocket sciences, the scientists or uh, uh, a freaking education, college education. You know, she got a uh, 150 or so applications and she had conversations with all her applicants and she s- set up a day, two days to have interviews okay and she scheduled all these interviews the day of the interviews one person out of the 150 showed up one person out of the 150 applicants showed up she had conversations she had scheduled interviews with all of them all they were doing they found out is so they can appease the government and say hey i'm looking for work keep continuing giving me my unemployment unemployment check oh uh, yeah yeah see that's and, and all that's, they were doing and i think that's my biggest problem with this whole occupy L.A., Wall Street, whatever. Where the fuck you're They're still collecting our freaking tax well, money for my, their unemployment. My Why huge, aren't they out there looking my, for a job? My huge problem with it, and um, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I, I was going through L.A. I actually go through L.A. Uh, every day. Every single day I go by the Occupy, Wall Street, or Occupy movement in L.A. Right. Because uh, I take the bus okay. about an hour and a half to work. From where I am, there and back. Right. So it's about three hours on the bus, but I ca- I change buses right there where the Occupy movement is, and every so often I'll get wander down to a bar in a little Tokyo called Senor Fish. And the last time I was there, I was hanging out and I was with this dude named Eric. He's a cool dude. I only met him that night. I have no idea if he goes there every so often, but he goes, you know what? My big fucking problem with this shit is, I've had like fucking. I don't know, 30 different jobs ever since I was 18, you know, and it's because I've, I I just work. I like to work and people recognize that I like to work. So they hire me. Right. My big problem with it is, is that if I was really poor and I was out on the streets, I'm not going to be homeless. I'm going to go into a place and I'm going to steal some shit. And if I get caught stealing that shit, then at least I know I'm going to jail and I get three square meals a day. And I don't have to worry about a roof over my head. Yeah. And I said, you know what? There are people out there that do that. And I, and I would say, and, and my response to him was just like, you know what? You're right. If it, the, the, uh, homeless to me isn't an option. Starving Never to me is not an option. If, if, if that, it really got to that point where I was hungry, I would go into a grocery store, steal some shit. And if they did catch me, well, guess what? I'm going to jail and I'll go to jail and eat three square meals a day. And, and, and fucking not worry about being in the rain or cold or any of those things because I'm in jail. Now, that thought process is completely different when you have a family, wife, kids. Oh, I totally get yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, no. I've, I've, I've never been down. Da- I've been unemployed. Uh, I've, uh, when, when the mortgage industry dropped in 2007, you know, I, I was unemployed for five and a half months. Okay. I collected my unemployment. I was literally looking for a job though, those five and a half months. And I finally landed one in the industry that I'm in. I knew nothing about the industry. It was a commission only job. But at that point, I knew I had to make a decision. This was the only job opportunity I had. There was a possibility of making more money than what uh, I was getting on unemployment. Um, so I was willing to take that risk because that was the only job opportunity at that point. And let's Completely be, different field. let's be honest though. Being unemployed drives you fucking insane. Oh, I, I hated it. It I drives me insane. The only it, it good really part did. about being unemployed was the first week I was unemployed, I was able to potty train my daughter because I was able to be <laughs> there 24 hours a day and be consistent with her making her. In one week, I potty trained my daughter, which we were 
battling with for about several months before that because we were both working full time. You know what and, I did? It was re- really hard. I got I got really good at playing poker. <laughs> I read books. like five different yeah. books. <laughs> well, see, I, I, that's what I did. Well, there's, there's actually a story very along these lines. This is out of Orlando, where a 28 year old transient he walked into the Orlando Police Department about 3 p.m. and told the officers that he wanted to be arrested because he had nowhere to live. Uh, he said he was on parole and uh, he was wearing an ankle bracelet. Now the the cops they ran his information and they had no warrants. They had no reason to hold him, so they had to let him go. So this guy, out of desperation, he starts tampering with his ankle bracelet, like in front of the cops. Yeah. So like, because th- that's that's, a, that's an offense. It like, is. That's a huge offense. Yeah. As he was tampering with it, they're looking up his information. It turns out he's not on parole anymore. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> so he's got nothing. So they, they told him, we have nothing to hold you on. You, you, ha- you have to. You tamper away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tamper away. He's fine. But this is a guy, he, he was trying. He was trying to, like we were saying, you got nothing to do, go to jail. And... It, there, there's a certain well at that point you that. know what you have to do you gotta kill somebody you gotta punch a cop oh punch a cop punch a cop it's a <laughs> felony I take it too far sometimes but <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know what <laughs> on that very note Sarah Palin is still alive <laughs> and she does need a killing <laughs> So I totally get where you were going with that. Not exactly where I was going, but I, <laughs> I appreciate your effort. Cowboy, you're a Republican. You got to admit I, that I, shit. I, that bitch is crazy. I know everything about Mexico. I can see it from where I, where I <laughs> from California. I can see it from um, Home Depot. I, 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 I've got, she's, I, I'm a Republican, I, I, you know, fairly conservative Republican right. uh, in, in a lot of views and a lot of aspects and stuff. Um, but uh, I just can't listen to her that much. The voice. Did you, the, do you hear about the book? The book that was released. I try on? to avoid. You hear, um, you hear a lot of that stuff. I disassociate <laughs> myself. There, there was um, a book published recently by a renowned author for like politically kind of contentious stuff, and he said that one of the people that hung out with her closely uh, accounted a time where she did a line of cocaine off of an oil drum, oil drum while right. she was skiing. I in heard Alaska. About that. A lot of that's been discounted, though. I don't know if that's a lot of this. I well, I don't know the, about the research discounted. that she did, though. It, it was very. It was not. Uh, I can substantiated, see. I can I see doing well. a shot of whiskey or something like that to warm your body up. But I don't know. I've never done any drugs. But does cocaine have the same effect that whiskey does? Is it make cocaine's a hell of a drug? <laughs> that's what Rick James said. Rick James, match. All right. I, I got one uh, little story here about the occupied people, which I found entertaining. But it might be propaganda also at the same time. Apparently. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but there was a, a guy, a Wall Street protester, had a temper tantrum in the McDonald's uh, near the park in, in New York. where They, they were ran out this. of chicken nuggets or what? The employees I want allegedly. Some chicken nuggets. Yeah, Sounds no, good the, right now, huh? The employees allegedly refused to give him free food, and which didn't make him very happy. So he ripped the credit card reader out from the counter and threw it at the employees. Because uh, the, the, the whole. You're part of the problem, man. You're the man keeping us down. I want some free food. You give it to me. No. Ah, boom. Is, is that a felony? Because if that was, he got arrested. He would have got some free food. Oh, no, free food and more. <laughs> yeah. It's better than that goddamn tent they're sleeping in. Well, hey, no, no. Actually, I heard that uh, out there, Occupy Wall Street, they actually have some of these uh, 
military grade tents that the uh, donations have paid for that cost about twenty five thousand dollars a piece, and about as big as a, a small house. Um, Not because in LA, the, they don't. No, no, no. This is in this Wall is Street, Occupy Wall Street oh, okay. out in New York because of the frigid frigid temperatures out there. Oh, uh, right. the I small little God tents. Not from FEMA though. Uh, no, but <laughs> the, the the Occupy Wall Streets, and I heard this today. They're buying these tents and they're using donated money to the cause to pay for these tents, and they're about $25,000 a piece. Yeah. Uh, but they can fit more than just one little couple people. You know, you can fit several. A whole uh, orgy. Yeah, you, that's probably and, and what that, it all that's is. That's actually happening. I hear a lot of orgies are going on, the, especially the, the gay people in the porta-potties. There, there's uh, but, a flurry <laughs> of people going to get SED tests because of the Occupy Wall Street stuff. Like, it's... it's Dude, okay. Well, see, there's here. stories all over okay, about druggies going to these hold occupiers because they think that they'll Dude. be able to score drugs and stuff let, like let that. Let me... Let me uh, share a side tangent with you. Okay. About la- okay, last week I was walking by Occupy Wall Street on the way to the bar that I LA. like to go Occupy to. Occupy LA. I'm sorry. Well, well, Occupy LA. Yeah. And there were there was this punk dude, kind of punkish dude, okay. but he was he was walking down the street in front of me next to this punk chick, and she was wearing a leather jacket and these nice like black tights. All right. With an ass. I'm listening. Oh my lord! Oh. I want it, it. It was like a shelf. I wanted to put a <laughs> drink on top of it. It was it, Beyonce was mad. Okay, wow. like that's how nice it was. But she was totally like into this whole like Occupy Wall Street movement. Right? If you like it, then you should have. Yeah, a ring and, on and it. oh, Jesus oh but <laughs> but but I, being the person that I am, because I was coming from Century City, was dead. I was the enemy. I was dressed okay. in a. In a collared shirt and a tie, right? And, and all this. With your, I have a job placard. Oh, yeah, I know. Connect. How dare I? How dare I? Uh, but you're part of the problem. I'm, I'm sorry, but but uh, yeah, that that you're right. There are a couple decent looking women that are participating in this, but there are also the totally like old style hippie types that I've also seen there. And those yeah. those are in a, a much more there are many more of those people than there are of the hot women. It's like the nudist I, beach. I, I just you go yes. to nudist beach trying I, yes. to get hot chicks and hot, a bunch of old fucking crazy. Hot dudes. women are one percent. Ninety nine percent of those people are like old hippies and not, that never gave up on being <laughs> When was the hippie? last time they took a shower they're all crusty? But I still can't get away from yeah. that one LA USD substitute teacher that uh went on T V and said and they asked her, Who do you represent? She's like, I'm so and so. Uh I represent myself but and then she was stupid enough to say, But I work for the LA USD and I think that the Jews in Wall Street need to be kicked out of this country. No. And, we need to tell her. and then she goes ahead and she gets fired from LA, no. which, is, which is really hard to do. And the reason why they were able to fire her is because she was a the substitute racial, teacher. Yeah, she was a substitute problem. teacher. She was not under the protection of the union. Yeah, if she was correct. a regular teacher and was under the protection of the union, she'd still be working. But... How could you be so stupid? And this is the type of people that are actually out there teaching our children. Why would you even make the racial comment? Exactly. That's so stupid. LAUSD. These are the the type of teachers that are actually substituting and teaching our kids in the LAUSD that are stupid enough to make that... 
distinction that oh they ask who are you representing oh i'm representing myself but i work for the <laughs> lausd now why shouldn't she just left that out and said i think the jews that are occupying the well the, banks the and- reason why she didn't leave it out is because the same reason that uh mccain didn't in well the she had just election. come from moon shadows well i'm just saying <laughs> moon shadows well, yeah and there's the reason why mccain's not our president because hey, we don't need to would you person. rather have a lawyer or a navy officer be your president navy it's such a bogus fucking statement. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I don't like lawyers. Would you rather have a person who's an expert on the law making laws or a person who knows nothing about laws making laws? Neither. You, that's basically what they're asking dude. you. It's it's so bullshit. <laughs> You're yeah. voting for Herman Cain, aren't you? Yes. No, how he's black. Dare you say? Yeah, I know. He's black. You how said you wanted a black say? dude, man. He's yeah, black. you want a Muslim for a president? I'd rather have a Muslim. Than we got one. Uh, with... Oh wait, did that just go there? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Is that too soon? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> I saw his birth certificate. Yeah. Yes, from Kenya. We should wrap this up. I want to see Donald Trump's birth certificate. Yeah, right? I'm sure they I got do. it on file with all his seven or eight bankruptcies. <laughs> I just do. He ate pizza with a fork in New York, that fucking asshole. With a fork? With a he, fork! How do you fucking, uh, how are you from New York and you eat pizza with a knife and fork? He's got money. He doesn't want to get on his double No, no, suit. it's an American. This Van t-shirt. I agree knows. with you. I'm playing. Don't yell at me. I'm from I'm from L.A. I know that you eat pizza by folding it like a pizza sandwich. Yeah, like a Ninja Turtle. Okay, I'm from like Orange a Ninja County. Turtle. I'm from Orange County. I eat a burrito with a knife and fork. What is wrong? Well, with that's you? different. If it's a wet burrito, it's okay. Okay, wet. All right, uh, you're right. Good okay. point. Good point. Uh, you, right? you do got a point. Gotcha. All right. I, I now take back I'm my talking point. about but those pizza. Tina's burritos that you throw in the microwave. N- Mm. That's a tricky one because the grease it, might get you. Yeah, well, it's, 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 the reason why I do that is because true. I end up cooking them too long, and the inside—that's uh, is really, say. really if hot. If it's nuclear hot, yeah. Then yeah. It, that can happen. I totally get that. Okay, but everybody knows pizza. Pizza, you fold in on itself. Pizza, pizza, like a pizza fucking like sandwich, right? And then you eat it New York style, like a Ninja Turtle. And, Absolutely. And you a piece. You Unless never, you go to California under, Pizza Kitchen. Under what what circumstances are there where you eat a pizza with a knife and fork? I went to Zachary's in Berkeley, who, who, which is owned by a Chicago dude that just does deep deep dish pizza like no other. It was the, probably one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. But it was deep dish and is totally good, garlicky, basilly, fucking. If wonderful you ever get dish. out to New York, and 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 that is probably one of the only circumstances where I was just like, okay, well, I'll use a pizza kind of like little spade, like you used to <laughs> lay cement, yeah. like I'm laying pizza down <laughs> on my fucking plate with this a, spade. A piece of trowel. <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 I still didn't eat it with a knife and fork. I totally just grabbed that shit. But if you ever get out to Manhattan, you gotta go to Lombardi's. I've heard that's the place. Oh, when I was in New York, it was the first established licensed pizzeria in 1905. The plaque's on the side of the wall. I got a picture of it. The what? The best pizza ever. Pizzeria called Lombardi's. The plaque is on the side of the wall. The plaque is on the side of the wall. When I was in when I was in Manhattan, I did not go to Lombardi's, but I did have a Manhattan in Manhattan. I had a New York steak in New York. So I, I I had to do those things. Did you get out to Pat and Gino's and have a Philly cheesesteak? I did not. Oh. I did not. But but there there was. I like Gino's better. There was a group of. Sorry, <laughs> just saying. You know, no, just there, saying. Gino's they, better. They had a, a, a buses that would have taken us to Philly. 
to, to go do that, but I, I actually didn't go on that trip. Yeah, I was actually out there in February of 2007. It was 20, 20 degrees at uh, 11 o'clock at night in Philly, oh, and I was. And, and they don't have inside sit-down places. You no, sit, they don't. You sit down they on do a not. park or a, a little bench outside, bench outside the place. And uh, I'll tell you Yeesh. what, though, I got finished with that sandwich, but the last half of the sandwich was cold by the time I got to it. Right? Wow. But it yeah. was still good. I ate it all. He ate the sandwich, but he also got frostbite. It was a give and take. Yeah. Pick your poison. <laughs> I picked the <a> sandwich. <laughs> sandwich is good. All right. We're going to wrap this up here. We, we've gone a little long, but who cares? If you didn't enjoy this, then stop downloading our podcast. Then uh, you're not a human being. You're not You're not a human being. What kind of animal are you? <laughs> we need some sponsors on this podcast. We need to start blowing this stuff up. Anybody out there, you know any sponsors or anybody you can relate this podcast, you like it, you, you, Give us a shot. We'll have them on. We'll interview yeah. them. We'll make them look really good. Yeah. We'll I'll even find take somebody to blow them. You know. Oh. Yeah, whatever. All right. We're done here. Yes. <laughs> we're out. All right. Until Megan's next time. Law. Megan's Law. That's where oh, we're shit. Uh, no. All right. All right. Uh, until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Cowboy. And I'm Rick. Go, go, ninja, go, go, ninja, go, ninja.